good stuff. Thank you. Judith and Nicola. Everybody enjoy that? Right answer, Philemon. Right answer. Well done. There we go. <laughs> Starting how I mean to go on. <laughs> Sorry, Lila, I need you to help me through the sweets again. <laughs> um, good morning, everybody. Really good to be together. Uh, really great to worship together as the generations, all the generations in the room. What do we think about that word? Generation Sunday, what about that? But it's beautiful to have um, babies right up to the oldest. Uh, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do try and do this part. Um, tr- tricky act to follow. There's, there's people that have done this job really well. But I'm going to have some help along the way. Um, and Ethan's going to come and help me now, aren't you, Ethan? So last week was a disaster. Ethan, I told a joke. And the room went silent. It was worse than groaning. So you're going to help me this morning, okay? So come on up. All right? We'll do a few knock-knock jokes. What about that? All right? Knock-knock. Who's there? Justin. Justin who? Justin, the neighborhood, and I thought I'd stop by. (laughs) Good boy. We'll try another one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Doris. Doris who? Doris locked, that's why I'm knocking. <laughs> Thank you. Any more? One more, we'll do one more. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, Alex. Alex who? I'll explain if you open the door and let me in. <laughs> that good? Happy enough? That was good. Thanks for your help. Good boy. Have you got any ones? Have you got your own ones? Knock, knock. Who's there? Dr. Frank style. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the silent treatment too. It's not nice, sure it's not. Uh, we're going to talk this morning. Um, let's, uh, let's go back a number of weeks. Uh, the very first week in, our, in September after all of the fun and the excitement of the summer. We started off straight away uh, on the, the first Sunday of September wanting to lay foundations. And Neville did a great job. And who knows, who remembers what foundation Neville laid? What did Neville speak about the first Sunday we came back from the summer? Who remembers? Ethan. Good boy. Right, so we're not going to go in order. Who wants help? So will you give that to him? Help me out, will you? So everybody can play. Who wants to who wants to help remind us where we've been since then? So we've laid the foundation. We've laid the foundation. Jesus, chief cornerstone, the foundation, and everything else we've been building has been on Jesus. And so what have we been talking about? Who wants to go? What have we been talking about over the last few weeks? Good man. I see a hand over here. Holy Spirit, that was it. That was last week, Nigel. That wasn't that impressive, really. Anybody else? Communion. Yes, thank you. Good. Well done, Wendy. Who said that? Good girl, Eva. Well done. Thank you. Eva's over there. Thanks, Sophia. Anybody else? My brain's going mad here trying to remember them all. Where else have we been? Petey. 
Good boy. Well done. That was a good Sunday, wasn't it? The preacher did a good job that Sunday, didn't he, Petey? Yeah? Gave him two sweets. Um, have we done anything else? That's good. Well done. This morning we're going to we're going to talk about justice. And um, I want to suggest this is, this is one of those things that's, that unites us in the room. Because I am convinced, I believe, from, from the very youngest in the room to the oldest in the room, every one of us created in the image of God is hardwired. At our very being, we are hardwired for justice. Who in the room has ever declared or ever shouted, that's not fair. There's only two honest people down in the back there. The kids are the only honest ones in the room. I think in the last 48 hours, I probably give off about that's not fair. I think it's at the very core of who we are, even from the very, even before our kids are at school, before they begin to learn anything, they've it's hardwired, it's, it's at our very being, um, this, what it means to um, fight, to know where there's been injustice. Um, I'm going to show uh, a quick video, if that's okay. And so this is, uh, we're going to talk about good, we're going to talk about good, wise responses to injustice. I want to suggest we're going to start here because this is probably not a wise example whenever you face injustice, okay? He's so fluffy, I'm gonna die! You gotta let us play for it. No, 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 no. Come on! Uh, how, how much, much for the fluffy unicorn? unicorn? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it, it is, is not for sale, sale but, but all you, you gotta, gotta do to win, win it is, is not down, down that little spaceship, spaceship there. there. <laughs> it's easy.
that wasn't fair. It was injustice. But maybe that wasn't the right way to respond to injustice. If it's your first Sunday with us, um, I promise we don't watch kids' cartoons every Sunday to entertain. Um, I'm going to do another. Let me do another quick illustration. We'll do a couple of different things here this morning and see if we can uh, pull it all together at the end. Um, if you just can do me a favor, there should be seven bits of paper lying under the card. I'm sorry, Rebecca, but you're closest to that one. Or Nigel, whoever wants it. There is uh, seven uh, injuries have been written down on different bits of paper. So if everybody could look under their chairs. And if you're really, really shy, please don't ignore the paper that's there. Pass it on. Kick it on to somebody else that's, uh, that's up for playing the game. It's not necessarily a game. Uh, Rebecca, can you tell us what yours says? Cut on your finger, okay? Rebecca's got a cut on her finger. Aww. Who's here? Eva? Oh. Blister on the heel. Okay. Diego, you want? Cut in your head. You boys, good lads. Dislocated knee. Oh, man. Boys, sorry, yeah. Broken arm. Paul. Sore tummy for Paul. And Sophia, the last one, is that it? Cracked ribs. Okay. Isaac. How many, how many uh, Isaac and Thomas are going to fix everybody? Okay. Because Isaac, how many band-aids have you got? Or four, four plasters. So you give one over here, Diva. Or sorry. And one to the boys here. Thomas, you give one to Rebecca. And one to Tiago. And one to Joshua. Who else? Yeah, you give a Paul and Sophia. There we go. Last one. Thank you, boys. Isaac, grab yourself a wee sweetie there. There you go. Thank you for your help. And Thomas, you want to come and get one? You can. Um, I was really in this to Jada and uh, Judith last night, and Jada seemed to, to get it. I don't know if Judith <laughs> bought it or not, but go with me anyway. So everybody has an ailment. And everybody has now been responded to. Your, your ailment is sorted, isn't that right, Rebecca? Yeah? Plaster's worked? What about you, Soph? Plaster worked? No? What was yours? Cracked ribs. Plaster okay? You happy enough? Yeah. Boys? Plaster all right? Oh, you use it. For, yeah, you use it. Yeah, you work away. If you have a cut in your finger, perfect. The point is, we're maybe stretching the point, but the point is that sometimes we think justice is about giving everybody the same thing. Giving everybody the same. Well, that's fair. 
that's just. Everybody had something wrong with them, and everybody got the same thing. What we want to talk about, what we want to suggest is that justice, and the idea of justice found in the Bible is, is slightly different. Justice is not about everybody just getting the same. It's about people getting what they need. It's about people getting what they deserve. And it seems a bit ridiculous to give a plaster to somebody with a broken arm or a sore tummy or a dislocated knee. Sometimes, sometimes we think that is enough when it comes to our response to how we love our neighbor. Sometimes we think, well, as long as we give everybody the same, that's enough. Justice is about giving people what they need. Justice is people getting what they deserve. I don't know what you're thinking. For everybody in the room, I don't know what you're thinking is when it uh, comes to this idea of justice. If we were able to go around the room, we would find possibly that the majority of us would maybe think that justice is when people get punished for doing wrong. That seems like a fair explanation of justice, doesn't it? It's, but whenever we look to the Bible, we come to the Bible, we see that justice in the Bible is, is a wee bit of that, but it's so much more. The boys at the back are going to put up a word here. And I'd love for this word. It's the biggest one there. I'm not, I'm not talented enough to be able to do it myself. And so this is the only way, word, this is the only image I could find on the internet that had mishpat in, the, in big writing. Can we all say it together? After three. One, two, three. Mishpat. It's a word that I'd love you to remember. This is, this is what it means. This is what it talks about. El Mishpat is the God of justice. Mishpat is this idea of justice that we find in the Bible that is so much more than the idea of punishing wrong. Mishpat, run this idea of, of justice in the Bible, this idea of Mishpat, um, it's about protection and it's about care. It's about giving people what they need. It's about giving people what they deserve. Sometimes maybe that will look like punishment or discipline for wrong. But over and over in the Bible, we see that it's, it's probably more about protection. It's more about care. Justice in the Bible is the, those who, are, those who, that, who don't have much. Justice, mishpat, is whenever people leave bits at the edge of their field so that people can come and take they don't have the means, they don't have the resources to find it for themselves. And so justice is, is protecting, justice is caring. And so over and over in the Bible, we're going back to Jesus here. We can't, we can't do any Sunday without going back to our foundation, the one that holds us all together, the one who exemplifies the very idea of everything that we've talked about every Sunday since the end of the summer. And over and over, we could go to Luke chapter 4 today, and we see the beginning of Jesus' ministry when he stood up in the synagogue and he said that the Spirit of the Lord is on me to bring good news to the poor, those who lacked, those who didn't have what they need, those who didn't get what they deserved as, as people born in the image of God, people shared humanity with those around them. 
The Spirit of the Lord was on Jesus to bring good news to the poor, to bring release to the captives, to set those who were mistreated free, to open the eyes of the blind. The Spirit of the Lord was on Jesus for that. And then we could follow Jesus' ministry. There is very few pages of the Gospels that aren't littered with Jesus over and over going to those that were overlooked, going to those that were mistreated or treated poorly, over and over, that's where he found himself. He had such a passion. He had such a care for the overlooked and for the mistreated. And I would want to suggest to us, and that's why I think justice is important. It's good for us all to be in the room because we don't, I don't think that we can fully understand Jesus. We can fully understand his gospel, his good news, without fully understanding justice. And I wanted Amelia to come and give us a wee example of someone uh, that cares for those that are overlooked. And so Amelia had an amazing idea this week. Will you come up and tell us a wee bit about it? Do you remember what it was? Good morning, everyone. Neil has asked me to share what I am planning to do at the Apple Fair. I would like to raise money for the Meadows Centre here in Rich Hill, opposite my school. The Meadows is a wonderful place. I would like to raise money by getting a box of conkers, and people have to try and guess how many there are, and if they get it right, they will get a whole chocolate cake or pavlova. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Go you and get a wee sweet, and why don't everybody give her a big clap? Because I, um, Joanna told me about that during the week, and I just found myself so moved by this idea of uh, someone recognizing and maybe acknowledging that there is, whenever it comes to community events, when it comes to all the all that takes place in the life of our community, maybe there's sometimes there's those that are can be so easily overlooked. When it comes to where we, we give our money or it comes to where the things that we place most value on, uh, sometimes we overlook those that should probably be the first place that we should look. That was like a lesson for me. Like I was taught a lesson this week by Amelia. Nine years old, teaching me something about what it is to fully understand justice to fully understand Jesus because he went out of his way to value and place, place dignity on those that could be so easily overlooked. And so it's amazing that we do that. It's amazing that she's going to do that. And actually, how amazing that we could possibly get a chocolate cake or a pavlova out of it. That's even, that's even more reason to engage with that. So the apple fur is going to be a really important part of our... of. Uh, of this month. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And um, I just appreciated what, what, um, what was stirred in Amelia, and I can't not but believe just the Spirit of God um, speaking, highlighting, 
and actually causing her to respond. Let me read a couple of verses from Isaiah chapter 1. Um, Learn to do right. I'm, I'm looking here, I'm pausing because I could keep going back and back and back. But verse 17, learn to do right. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Or if, if that's maybe too big a word, encourage those who are overlooked or mistreated, poorly treated. Encourage them. Defend the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. Becomes like a bit of a life verse. Learn to do right, seek justice, encourage the poorly treated, defend the cause of the fatherless, and plead the case of the widow. I just want to just highlight for a few moments here. Jade is going to come up and help me with this next bit. But this idea of learning to do right, that idea just caught my attention this week. One of the one of the really important things for us as we are talking about justice is that we, um, we inform ourselves. Because we, understanding is the key to involvement. Learn to do what is right. So I think for, for most of us, I think for all of us in the room, there is like there's a desire to do what is right. And maybe sometimes we're not sure exactly what that is. Learn to do what is right. Understanding is key to involvement. And whenever you begin to understand, I think then there is, a, there is an invitation or there is a, an impulse to act justly in all of our choices. And so Jada is, has helped me out with this over the last couple of years. So over the last couple of years, Jada has become like a little eco-warrior in our house. And actually... This is an issue of justice. I'm not going to spend long on this this morning, but how we steward and how we care for the earth is an issue of justice. Because you know what's really not fair? What's really not fair is the state, the state that our generation is going to leave the planet in for the next generation. That's not fair. That feels really unjust. And so there's, there's it's the, sometimes it's the children that are, that are teaching us. Sometimes it's the children that are calling us to act justly, act wisely in your choices. And so these two books have helped us. Let me plug this really quickly. These two books have helped me and Jada. So this is Planet Protectors for anybody in the room that wants to understand. Understanding is key to involvement. And this is almost writ written for um, maybe a more mature audience. L is for lifestyle, Christian living that doesn't cost the earth. So Jada, come on up and talk a wee bit about what we are learning and what we are understanding. Um, so we're talking about acting justly in our choices, talking about protection and care. So we have, we have narrowed it down to three things. So what three things are we trying to do at home? Be vocal about local, energy monitor and recycling. So those three headlines are chapters in this book. Be vocal about local. That's really important to us, isn't it? So there's no, and it's good because Rich Hill is the best place in the world. Yeah. So tell, tell everybody what we did yesterday. Um, we went 
to Woodview and we picked apples and pumpkins. All homegrown, wasn't it? So it was really good for us yesterday to go and visit local and shop local and buy our vegetables from local. If you can, what does mummy do at the back garden? It's really nice, isn't it? So that's what we've tried to do. It's one of the, so we've learned and as we've came to understanding, what do we want to do to protect the earth? What wise choices do we want to make? And so one of them is we're going to be vocal about local. What's the next one? Now this is a, this is a good one, not just for uh, the environment, but also f probably for your bank accounts. Reducing the amount of energy used. Reducing the amount of energy used. So what is that? So this girl wrote a wee line in the book. Do you want to read it out for us? What, why is it important that we reduce our energy? The more energy we use, the more nasty whiffs can go into our atmosphere. Yeah. So we want less nasty whiffs in our atmosphere. So what two things, have we, what two things do we try to do at home to reduce our energy? Turn off the lights when we're not using them and only use the amount of water needed in the kettle. You hear that, Caleb? Only use the amount of water needed. So if you want one cup of tea, make one, boil one cup, not the whole kettle. And the last one, really quickly, the last one is, so this is where you, like you've been on at me for, since you were about five years old about doing what around our village? Picking up the litter. And so we've been picking up the litter, and what does that help protect? Wildlife. Yeah, we're protecting the, the animals, the cats, the birds. And so what's the, just in case anybody doesn't know, where should we put our rubbish? Uh, into what bins? Brown, green, and blue. Yeah, so what are we putting the brown? Um, food and grass. And what do we put in the green? Plastic, cardboard, and glass. And what do we put in the blue? The rest. The rest. Good girl. Thank you, Jada. Get yourself a wee sweetie. So this is the this is really important. I think it is an issue of justice. We're talking about care. We're talking about protection. And we have been stewarded. See, we could go right back to Genesis, and I could we could say this like without having to even think about science or all of that other stuff we could just look go to the bible we could go to genesis and from the very beginning see that we were entrusted with the stewardship of the planet we were entrusted with the stewardship of this earth and the animal kingdom we've been entrusted with it and so we're responsible there's a responsibility in us to make wise choices and so i don't know what that's going to be for you whether it, we, you want to talk about where your food comes from, where your clothes come from. There's so many questions that, that we should be asking, longing for a more just world. And so I would encourage you to, to learn. I would encourage you to inform yourself. Um, it, is, it is really important. Let me finish off with a couple of, uh, couple of incredible verses. Again, in Isaiah 30, verse 18. Like, listen, hear this. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises 
to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. The Lord longs to be gracious to you, church. The Lord rises, rises to show you compassion because he is a God of justice. And so what does that mean? What does that mean for us? I think the prophet Zechariah offers us a challenge of, uh, of what that could look like. This is what the Lord says in Zechariah chapter 7, verse 8 to 10. The word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. And I think this word could easily come again to us this morning. This is what the Lord says. Administer true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the stranger or the poor. And in your hearts, do not think wrong of each other. So our response to this mishpat, this El mishpat, this God of justice, this one who, who longs to be gracious, this one who rises to show compassion and protection and care, the theme of Scripture from, the, from Genesis right through. We witness it in the life of Jesus, and the call continues to come to us through the words, the lips of ancient prophets, and what you've seen and what you've experienced, then you go and do likewise. Go you and administer justice. Go you and identify where those are overlooked, need to be seen. Those that are mistreated need to be offered dignity and value. And so that is, that sounds, uh, sounds easier maybe than it is, but that is the call to us. Justice, I think, once we begin to see Jesus, once we begin to understand Jesus fully and his gospel fully, then we've, we're on our way to understanding justice and so um, I'm going to pray for us and the girls are going to come and uh, finish our time off with one or two songs just as as we take time to reflect and meditate hopefully something that we've heard or that you've watched or seen has helped um, but come on ahead girls Father I thank you for I thank you that uh, from beginning to end We've, we see, we testify, we witness you as a, as a God of justice. And sometimes we've only understood that as a God who is out to punish those who are wrong. And that's ended up informing so much of our theology, which has become so skewed. When we see you as out just simply to exact your justice, but Mishpat, God, gives us so much more of an understanding that justice is to protect and it's to care for. And we see you doing that with the oppressed and the fatherless and the widow and the, the stranger from the very beginning right until the present. 
And so once again, we just remember, we recognize that you've entrusted that message of reconciliation to us. You've entrusted that to us, that the, the Spirit of the Lord is, is in us to bring good news to the poor, to set the overlooked and the poorly treated, to set them free. God, how we treat them could set them free. How we view them and how we see them and how we offer value to them could set them free. Could open their eyes to see possibilities that they've maybe never seen before. Uh, so Holy Spirit, we pray that you would fill us, you would empower us to be people of justice. Help us to make choices that protect and care and value in Jesus' name.